Hello everyone. Today we are still in Proverbs chapter 20. We're looking at verses 8 through 10, which says, A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean from my sin? Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Okay, today let's go ahead and start with the last verse and work our way backwards. So God hates all kind of false weights and measures. Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord, it says. What does unequal weights and unequal measures really mean? Well, in biblical times, merchants weighed out herbs uh, and grain to sell to their customers. Or like today, they, they cut measured yards of material to, to sell for making clothes and such. But some used weights or a measuring stick that was less than the accepted standard for the day in order to cheat others. And this kind of action is detestable to the Lord. So just think about it. False weights and measures actually extend further than things related to merchants that are greedy for money. I mean, too many times people like you and I proclaim ourselves to, to others as measuring up much higher and greater than we really are, don't we? I mean, is it possible that this may be even a greater abomination to the Lord than the other? I mean, and even worse, to proclaim this false sense of righteousness to God himself, like the Pharisee in Luke chapter 18. And Jesus here is speaking, and beginning in verse number 10, he says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So that's what Jesus says about that. I think this is the greatest abomination when we exalt ourselves, when we say that we measure up greater than we really do to man and to God. Next, moving backwards, verse 9 says, Who can say I have made my heart pure? I am clean from my sin. And <laughs> you know these words of Solomon go perfectly right along with the words of Paul in Romans chapter 3, beginning verse 10. It says, As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks that for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. 
Notice he said all. <laughs> no one does good, not even one. And in verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, you know, none of us can say we've made our heart pure. And then in verse 8 of today's passage, in closing, Solomon says, A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. So to winnow is to, to separate or to find out, to see through to the truth of the matter. And so how does this relate to the other verses we read uh, concerning our self-righteousness and our sin? Well, this verse talks about a king sitting in judgment. And I was thinking how an experienced judge who has seen, oh, maybe thousands of cases over their career, uh, they gain all this experience in dealing with people and watching people, listening to them. And so they can look at a person now as they make their case or as they respond to questions, uh, watching both the one who makes the accusation and the defendant, um, their body language, uh, facial expressions, including how and when they squirm in their seat. They know the tells a person normally gives when they lie and when they tell the truth. Uh, maybe a person will look down or, or away when they lie. Uh, they may scratch their nose or grip their hand on the stand very tightly. A good experienced judge can put this all together and have a good idea of what the truth is. And so I expect the wise king, such as Solomon, was experienced in this as well. And then as we think about this, how much more sure will the winnowing be from the true judge on Judgment Day when we stand before God and He looks at us. He will winnow all evil with His eyes with absoluteness. Even now, we cannot hide one single thing from God. He sees all. But you know, a strange thing happens when God gives us eyes to see Him. When we see how beautiful He is. How he is our only hope. He's the good news for our wickedness. How his righteousness can only be received as a gift. He enables us to see him and to see the truth of who he is and his grace. It's a gift of mercy. Uh, he lets us see this. He lets us delight in Jesus, seeing him as, as our greatest treasure over everything the world can offer. And in seeing him as glorious, we cannot help realizing our own sinfulness. And, and we realize that the sin is not all it was promised to be. It's a false measure. Sin itself is a false weight. It's a fake. It's a phony. It's, it's a lie. Instead of good, it brings us sorrow and discontentment and death. So as our eyes are open to see Jesus as the greatest treasure in the universe, we turn from sin and walk toward the greatest treasure the rest of our life. Sure, we do sin, but we repent as we grow in the Lord and we keep walking the same direction toward Him from now on. Father God, thank you for your word today. These words of Solomon, um, how you being the great judge of all men, you see all things, nothing is hid from you. 
Many men, they proclaim their own righteousness, but you're the only one who has ever been righteous. And your only son came to this earth as a man and was righteous, that he might impute that righteousness to us and be paid the wages of our sin and then raised from the grave, giving us the power of the resurrection to, to live lives of steadfast love for the Lord as we walk with him and be faithful to him. He gives us that power. Lord, thank you for this great gift, this great gift of joy. And to you be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.